Grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in whom we are justified by faith alone. Amen. Today is certainly Reformation Sunday, but please note what it is not called Martin Luther Sunday. Not that we won't talk about him and not that he won't be mentioned a lot, but it's not about Luther. It's about what the Almighty God has done through a lowly, humble servant named Martin Luther. Luther himself sought nothing more than to reform the church, that is, to bring it back to its rightful image as the bride of Christ, not to reshape it or remake it in his own image. So much throughout the years had steered the whole Christian church away from the pure teachings of the groom, of Christ Himself. There was a monk whose name was Johann Tetzel, very good at selling indulgences in this early part of the era of the Reformation. And he did so like there was no tomorrow. Indulgences were written pieces of paper given out to a person that declared that their loved one, or even themselves, if so desired, would be set free from purgatory, a fictional place of suffering, before one could enter into heaven. And Tetzel used eye-popping tactics. Here's a list of what Luther himself had made regarding Tetzel's claims. The red cross of indulgences was as mighty as the cross of Christ when it was set up in the church, Tetzel claimed. If St. Peter were present, he would have no greater grace and authority than Tetzel. Tetzel had no desire to change places with Peter in heaven, for he had saved more souls with indulgences than St. Peter had saved with his preaching. That when a man deposited money into the chest for a soul in purgatory, the soul left purgatory for heaven as soon as the coin touched and tinkled at the bottom of the chest. And the one, no doubt, that would most irk Luther, and no doubt inspire his own intense, deep dive into study, was this. Likewise, that the grace of indulgences is the very grace whereby man becomes reconciled to God. Because the church in Luther's day was so worried about other things, about building a better Va- Vatican basilica, the Pope, the rest of the church's leadership throughout the empire paid little attention to Tetzel's claims. Luther thought for sure, though, that the Pope 
must not be aware of what this monk was doing, his blatant disrespect for the work of Christ on the cross. Not only was the Pope aware, he authorized it. He was pleased with Tetzel's successes. This is how far the church had fallen away from the gospel. No longer was the cross of Christ the central act for our salvation. Faith alone in Christ was buried underneath a mountain of promotions of works, of works righteousness, of relic worship, of prayers to the Virgin Mary and other saints, and underneath the selling and purchasing pieces of paper, indulgences. And some throughout history have equated that angel in our first reading for today with Martin Luther, with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. Luther certainly does fit this description to an extent. But such an angel as prophesied in the Revelation is not limited to one historic individual. For this angel can certainly be found in any era of our history as the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ continues to be proclaimed throughout all the world. Nevertheless, this passage from Revelation 14 finds fruition in the Reformation movement. Martin Martin Luther was the lead reformer to bring the gospel of Jesus back to light. His own thinking, though, had to be reshaped by that gospel. He came to believe in the Holy Scriptures as superior, far above the councils the popes, and other teachings. And so in preparing to teach his own classes at the University of Wittenberg on the courses of the Psalms, the book of Romans, and the book of Galatians, Luther received the very reformation that he himself needed. And one such passage that crystallizes the central theme of the reformation is from our epistle lesson for today. St. Paul, Apostle of Christ, rightly understood the gospel, that we are saved by grace alone, through faith in Jesus Christ alone. Paul delivered that message time and time again, this time to the Christians living in the pagan city of Rome. In this central message that warrants the celebration of the Reformation, we find the true peace of the gospel. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped. The whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. That by itself presents the picture clearly. For the sinner, the law always accuses. It cannot justify. 
Works of the law cannot make anyone right, pleasing, holy in God's sight. Every mouth then is stopped because our sinfulness demands that we give an account of our wickedness before God. Sinners, you and I cannot create, cannot earn, cannot get, deserve, or find our own righteousness before God. Not anywhere in this world, not on our own. It is impossible. We're unable completely. We have no power to do so. And even if we were without sin, we still could not take credit for that. Righteousness of sinlessness is how God created Adam and Eve, but they had never earned it. God's own righteousness. Imagine it as He sits there in His holy realm of heaven. All of His holiness, all of His splendor, all of His goodness and His love, it is revealed away from the law. And it is found located in the one Jesus Christ alone. And it is given out to all who believe in Him. The righteousness of God is given over freely as a gift, just as you and I do so willingly in the holiday season ahead. This gift, being that of eternal life and salvation by believing in Jesus Christ, God's only Son. For Jesus alone, no other was put forward as the propitiation for our sins, St. Paul writes. Jesus alone is that pleasing sacrifice to God. Jesus' holy blood wins peace with God. It's all about Jesus, the gospel, the Bible, eternal life, salvation, this whole world, its redemption, everything that you know and that you love. Jesus is at the center of of it all. And He is the one who justified you, made you pleasing in God's sight, made you fully righteous by faith in Him, giving you His grace to believe in Him through holy baptism and through His holy supper. So in all that light of the work of Christ, what becomes of our boasting. For what do we have reason to boast before God who has done all things for our salvation? Do we boast in our sin? In our shame? In our easy slides into temptation? In our rejection of God's righteousness by our own sinfulness? Our boasting is excluded. We are to boast in the Lord only. He is our Rescuer, our Savior. We must decrease so He may increase. That was truly Luther's desire for the Reformation. Not that it bear His name, but that it bore the name of Jesus into all the world. Acts of penance, 
Payments for indulgences, veneration of relics and saints, all stood in the way of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That one is justified by faith, apart from works of the law. Such blockers of the gospel must be removed. And any teaching or practice that hinders that message, that keeps repentant sinners from hearing of Jesus Christ and of Him crucified for their sin, those things, those teachings must be stopped and removed. This message of salvation, that one is justified by faith in Jesus Christ alone apart from works of the law, this message is that truth of which Jesus spoke to the Jews who had believed in Him from our Gospel reading. From John 8, it is the truth that sets you free. And the Jewish leaders of Jesus' day, they claimed that they had never been enslaved to anyone. It must have been some form of selective memory regarding the Egyptians, the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks, and their current occupiers, the Romans. They were not aware in their sinful bliss of any need for freedom from slavery. Whether enslaved in this world or not, all are captive to sin. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Paul writes. No exceptions. The gospel and all are justified by His grace as a gift. That is the message of the Reformation worth celebrating day in and day out, not only this day, but always, as we give thanks to God the Father through Jesus Christ our Lord for His saving work upon the cross. And we rejoice that God preserves this truth still among us today, and we pray that this gospel light shines forth brightly until our Lord's most glorious return. And to Jesus, then, be all glory and praise forever and ever for the righteousness He freely gives through faith in Him alone. Amen. The peace that does pass all human understanding, guard and keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.